guys, Pastor Josh here at Gape Center Ministries. So, consider this a sermon recap from last Sunday. Um, we are now in, in Holy Week leading up to Resurrection Sunday. Um, but I'm actually going to include a couple other things here, and I'll try not to be too long-winded in this. But last Sunday, uh, we discussed the Lord's Prayer, and really just the beauty and the significance of Jesus Christ teaching us how to pray. And I love it when the disciples are watching Jesus pray. They've been with him. They've, they've had to have seen him pray um, so often. And then to just come to him and say, Lord, teach us how to pray. And instead of Jesus, you know, condemning them, rebuking them, basically he could have criticized them for saying, you know, you've seen me pray so much and you still don't know how to do it. And I wanted to express to, to the church that sometimes pastors can be that way, right? We, we teach and we preach and we can come off kind of heavy, like you, you still don't know how to do this yet. And Jesus is very loving. He, he says, pray like this, pray these words. And um, what it is basically when you're looking at the two Gospels of Luke and Matthew, he's giving us the framework on how to pray. And, and that's the thing that needs to be emphasized and looked at. I know that we can recite this prayer verbatim. We can um, we can think that maybe these are the things that we're supposed to say, but in actuality, it's just the, the model and the framework for what Jesus is saying and how we should pray as Christians. And you know, we use the term prayer life, and I've been open and adamant in, in saying to people that when it comes to my faith, I could say that my prayer life was 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 weak. Um, and prayer um, is a expression of weakness. Prayer is an expression of humility. Um, especially when you pray the way that Jesus says to pray. And in reading this and studying this, you find out that the, the, the means in which we pray is also in the means in which we should live as Christians. So we pray as we live, and we live as we pray. And Jesus starts off the prayer with basically just acknowledging our Father in heaven, right? Giving him attribution as our Father, which then should indirectly remind us that we're his children. And his holiness, he's in heaven, he, he is... He is set apart, and that is a beautiful and a comforting thing. The God of creation, the God that created the universe and created everything, the one that is sovereign and ordains everything that comes to pass, knows you. You know what I mean? He, he knows you by name. He, he, he sees you as his beloved child. You've been adopted into the kingdom. This is good news for us as Christians, and this is news that we really need to to meditate on and really need to focus on and remember day in and day out. And that kind of leads us into the next part of what Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread. And we we go away from that. You know, I spoke about the foundations of our faith, foundational things and means of grace, prayer. You know, we, we can so easily just stray away from that and try to build up on, on top of things. And I gave the example of a home. You can invest so much into your home. You can the siding, the roof, you can make your yard nice and pretty, the driveway, all these things. But if the foundation of your home isn't good, you can see and find disaster. And this is the emphasis here, I think, that we need to look at when we're looking at how Jesus is teaching us how to pray. And we have to understand and know that we have to evaluate the foundations of our faith. We always, as mature Christians, need to go back to the foundations of our faith. How are we praying to our Father in heaven? Are we beyond just simply asking for that daily bread because we feel comfortable in our own life and our own means to provide it for ourselves? And I think we can do that easily as Christians. I think that um, we, we can be very um, over and abundant with our prayer life. We can add on things to it that, that really 
stray away from the foundational elements of our humility and our, our openness to weakness and seeking the Lord for just our daily bread. Something simplistic. And I said that simplicity is the essence of our faith as Christians. Like, I had our church hold up a piece of bread. And that bread holds value because it is nourishment. It is nourishment for our bodies. And understand and know that God will provide you. Your Father in Heaven will provide you with what you need to nourish your spirit, nourish your body, to be able to go out, be sustained, and to do the work that God's called you to do, to glorify Him in your everyday life, and to do kingdom work. And this requires a, a discipline for us to come back to Him day after day, seeking that daily bread, not that weekly bread, not that monthly bread, but that daily bread, dying to self when we get up, remembering who we are and who we belong to. Right? So these are elements that are very important. And then going into as well of, of asking the Lord to forgive us of our sins. This should put us as a Christian in a place of remembrance of what Jesus did for you and I on the cross. And, you know, we're going through Passion Week. And we are, we are learning and remembering the passion in which Jesus lived and also the passion in which Jesus died for our sins. Taking our sins to the cross. And then coming up on Resurrection Sunday where he, he rises from the grave. And and this is where we have to stop and really put ourselves in remembrance of that because if we do this and we do this and realize and remember that we've been justified by faith and faith alone, that there's nothing that you and I could do. We're not righteous enough. There's nothing we could bring to God to, to have him do what he did for us, but to just simply believe. And when we truly believe, it leads us into the next part of the prayer to then ask the Lord for strength to go and forgive those who have sinned against us. When you live in the overflow of God's grace, you find yourself in a position, in a place, to where your mouth is shut and you can go out and then start to forgive those who have wronged you. But there's a beauty with that as well, and I've preached on forgiveness, that we walk around holding grudges with people, thinking that we have them by the throat, when in actuality the transgression has us by the throat. And it's affecting the relationships that we have with people day in and day out, especially with fellow brothers and sisters in the faith. And this is dangerous. This is the stuff that causes divisiveness. This is the stuff that even causes us to be infants in the faith as well. We just simply believe that, that we are the one that is doing the punishment, that, that this person's wronged us, and, and that, that we're going to go out and we're going to just hold those grudges, and we have them by the throat. But in actuality, the transgression has us by the throat. And this is where the enemy can come in as well, and the enemy deceives, he destroys, he kills. And, and this is where Jesus is saying in this prayer to park yourself in this grace, in his grace in your life. And from there, as you're resting in that, you then see what he's done for you. So now you go out and you do this to others. So you love because you were loved first. You forgive because you were forgiven first, even while you were still a sinner. And, and this is the stuff where I just think that, that I want people to understand and, and to really park in when it comes to their prayer life. Like, it doesn't need to be anything too wordy. It doesn't have to have fancy words. This is a simple prayer. Anyone that goes through and reads the Lord's Prayer sees that there's not really big, heavy words in this. They're easy words to read, but they're powerful words. And they're words that literally provide a foundation for how we are called to pray as Christians. So 
I pray and I and I ask of you to think about your prayer life, evaluate your prayer life, but even understand and know that how you pray is actually how you live, and how you live should be how you pray. And that's significant, and it's, it's okay to examine that. You know, Paul tells us in Corinthians to, to examine ourselves and to see if we're still in the faith. And, and these are components that I think people need to examine about their faith. Don't worry about stepping away from the basic necessities of your prayer life. Don't go beyond seeking daily bread. Start there. Stay there and park there. Don't think that you yourself have, have provided the daily bread yourself, so there's no need for you to go to your Father in Heaven to ask for it. Don't sit there and think that your heart is just simply good enough, that you don't need to go out and forgive anyone because you do know you've been forgiven, but you feel pretty good and at peace. No, you need to be reminded of the grace of God because that grace is a power that lives in you. It's effectual. It causes you to live your life not in vain, living your faith out not in vain. And as Paul also says, it's not you who works, but it's the grace that lives in you that works. It gives you supernatural endurance and strength to go out and to do God's work to promote his kingdom. So I, 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 I hope that this message blesses you. I, I, I pray that it does. I, I ask that um, you, you go to service this Sunday, wherever you're going. I, I, pray for, um, I pray for the remembrance of Resurrection Day to be there. But I also pray... And I'm going to approach this a little bit more in depth on Sunday. That if you're listening to this and you're a pastor or you're listening to this and, and you're a person that just simply, simply goes to church a few times a year and Easter being one of those times because it's kind of like a, I got to go. It's a check mark thing. I simply ask that you use this opportunity to either approach church and to go in there with a mindset of, having the Lord reveal himself, God of the Bible reveal himself to you in a new mighty way to where you don't see church as just a checkmark thing or something you do maybe to make yourself feel better about where you're at in life. And as a pastor, I pray that you take this opportunity to know that you have individuals in your church, churches for the saved with the unsaved welcome. You have individuals in your church that believe that they are simply saved. Okay? They believe that. And I'm not going to sit here and say that some of these folks that come in there um, aren't or are, but there are going to be people in your church that believe they are saved, and they're not. And I ask that you take the opportunity to not just speak about the resurrection, not just make it an entertaining service because it's about or it's resurrection day, but once again to take the opportunity to speak the gospel, the whole gospel, because God's word is power, and people need to hear the gospel. They need to hear it. And, and it's exciting to see and know what the Holy Spirit, what God's word will do to individuals. They hear the true gospel for the first time in their life. Maybe they think they've heard it before. Maybe they've just seen Jesus as kind of a novelty that's to fix their life wounds. Or maybe he's just like this glass box that you break open um, when there's an emergency. Whatever. Give them the gospel of the Bible, the good news. And I, I close you with this little riddle that I heard, and, and this is church today. There was a few blind people that were walking around, and all of a sudden they walked up to this, um, this structure. And the first blind man was feeling around, and he goes, wow, this, this feels like, like a spear almost. 
this is definitely what I'm feeling. And then the, the other blind man puts his hand out and he goes, no, no, I don't, I don't feel that. This, this almost feels like a, a tree trunk. It's huge. It, it's, it's weird. It, it has some ripples in it and things like that. And, and then another blind man goes up and, and starts to feel, and he's like, you both are wrong. This is weird. It feels almost kind of like a big, like a hose or something like that. It, it's got this, this different kind of, of feeling to it. And, Another blind man walks up and he starts to feel, and he's like, "I just feel kind of like this. It's almost like a wall. Um, it, it's 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 a rough material and things like that." And basically, what the blind people were feeling, they were all feeling an elephant. Church is like that today, and people's relationships with Jesus Christ is like that. Is that we go and we touch and feel what we want to touch and feel, and we bring our perspective and think that this is what we are touching when in actuality there's a bigger picture and a bigger component to what's really going on. And I pray that if you are out there and all you know and all you believe to be what Jesus is is what you just felt and touched, but you haven't gone to the Word and you haven't gone to Scripture and you haven't been in fellowship with other people to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, that you repent of that. And that's a, a beautiful word. And I pray that God reveals himself to you in a mighty way. Understanding and knowing, always putting yourself in position to know more about God of the Bible. Not to sit there and claim that you know everything. I don't know everything about the Bible. But I wake up every day yearning and seeking to learn more and more about God of the Bible because I love him. And I love and am grateful for what he's done for me and taking my sins to the cross. To know, truly know that you are justified by faith and faith alone. To know that you've been saved. To know that, that God of creation, God of the universe, God of, of everything knows me, listens to me and my prayers. How can you not live outwardly? How can you not be reborn? How can you not live a life bearing fruits of that affection? You have to be a brand new creation. You have been given new life through Christ, which means you are a new creation. Do you live a life that's brand new? I leave you guys with that. God bless you guys. Happy Resurrection Week. Happy Passion Week. God bless.